grape cocktail followed by oyster liqueurs. Good morning. You are listening to Out of the Blue on 3CR 855 AM. My name is Morgan and I am joined this morning with a special guest, someone who's actually very important to the show of Out of the Blue because he, shall I say, created <laughs> the wonderful show of Out of the Blue. David Speller, thanks so much for joining me. No worries. Good morning, Morgan. How are you doing? Good. Now, first of all, um, we're in the studio today. Um, how does it feel? It's amazing. It hasn't changed at all. And I was here last in about 1996 and uh, nothing's changed really. Um, it's still got the same feel of 3CR, still great community radio. It's brilliant. Yep. It's bringing back so many memories being back in the studio here. It's great. Yep, exactly right. Now, can you tell us a bit about how you started Out of the Blue? I, I guess it started like all good things over a few bottles of red wine. And uh, <laughs> I'd step back a bit from that, actually. Um, <laughs> first of all, I started with 3CR in 1992 when I um, came down here and wanted to be a volunteer and got a role on the Thursday Breakfast Show and yep. was doing that for a couple of That's years. That's almost and, uh, as same age as me. That's almost as long as I've been a alive. long time ago, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was back in the day when um, probably a lot of old-time listeners will remember um, people like Bruce, the station manager, and Michelle Borden, the uh, the breakfast coordinator. Um, so it was a long time ago, but uh, I started here with that. Um, then after a couple of years working on the show here and doing some training for Plenty Valley FM at the same time, um, I went on a ski trip and met up with a guy, um, Tim Allen, who was the coordinator of the Marine and Coastal Community Network at the time, and we had a few drinks. He was talking about marine stuff. I was talking about radio, and the obvious conclusion was, why don't we start a marine radio show? <laughs> so so um, simple, yeah. So simple. So we put together a demo tape. We talked to a couple of people who we thought would be interesting. Um, Mark Norman, who was working at the museum at the time, around, um, mostly around squid and octopus. Um, he's still here, actually, yeah, so you'll mm. maybe get to hear him later 20 years ago. Um, a very junior <laughs> Mark Norman, and also... Um, we spoke with Reg Lipson, who was a marine educator at the time, who was um, really talking to us about the history of his work in the marine environment, especially as a photographer, and how when he first started, he, he was terrified about being eaten by a shark. So he'd go diving with his wife. He'd be lying on the seafloor taking photos. She'd be sitting on his back looking the other way, looking for, for sharks. <laughs> so was, we thought these, this would make great content for radio, and we sent it off to a 3CR. And um, two days later, we got a phone call saying, can you start? When can you start? And mm. We started just before Christmas in uh, yep. 1994. It's brilliant. Far out. And now we do have to mention it wasn't just out of the blue that you started as a marine radio show. There's another radio show that you began as well. Uh, yeah, we did. We moved from here in um, 1996. I uh, went to Triple R and started Radio Marinara as well. So, Which is yeah, another ongoing another marine fantastic marine environment marine show. show. So it's great to know that since 1994 there's been great marine radio on 3CR and Triple R and so, so much content. Like I remember when we started th at Triple R, they said, okay, you've got enough stuff for your first show. What are you going to do the next week? And this expectation would just run out of material. But the fact that both shows have been running for so long just shows how fascinating the marine environment is, I think. Yep. And can you tell us, is there anything that's, you know, changed in that me media or the way that the environment is talked about um, in the media that you've found since you started Out of the Blue and Radio Marinara to now? Not much, really. I think there's, um, in some ways, a better understanding of the marine environment. Um, like one of the, the key issues that we used to talk about a lot in the first days of Out of the Blue was um, marine protected areas. And that was really one of the, the strong themes that we started the show with, the idea of um, really getting public awareness of of the marine environment and of marine protection and the value of that and, and why we should actually consider marine protected areas, which um, were finally established in Victoria in 2002, I think it was. Yeah, uh, that's so the one. It only took us eight years to <laughs> get from the first show to marine protected areas, but um, 
it was always a constant theme on the show about looking after the marine environment and the role of marine protected areas. So bringing people like, or talking to people like Bill Ballantyne from New Zealand about Goat Island Marine Sanctuary and the work they'd done there and how it could be replicated here. So, so things have changed a lot, I guess, in terms of just people's knowledge of the marine environment and also the level of protection that it has. On that note, we're going to go to a quick song, Blur with End of the Century, and we'll be straight back with David Speller. Good morning. You are listening to Out of the Blue on 3CR 855 AM. My name is Morgan, and I'm joined today with David Speller. Right, gentlemen. This panel is now on air. In July 1976, from an old warehouse in High Street, Armadale, 3CR Community Radio hit the airwaves heralding 40 years of independent, community-owned and controlled radio. This will be the first station owned and operated by a cooperative of community organisations on a Melbourne-wide basis. This is 3CR. As the status quo of old media is challenged, as publications come and go, in a country with the highest concentration of media ownership in the world, 3CR continues to broadcast radical, insightful radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're not talking about land rights, we're talking about sovereignty. That's why it's important for us to be at the 10 Embassy. From the protests against the Franklin River Dam to the 1998 waterfront dispute, from the east-west tunnel picket to the Aboriginal 10 Embassy, the history of 3CR is dynamic and passionate and ongoing. I was born here. I will die here. I am not moving. So as we celebrate 40 years in 2016, we ask you, our volunteers, listeners and supporters, to join in in saying, Happy Birthday 3CR! Yeah, so you've got a really interesting background as well. So are you coming from an environmental background or a media background? You know, it's quite interesting to hear you talk about all of your different experiences. Um. I guess my main environment background was I trained in marine biology in, in New Zealand at Otago University. Um, learned to dive in the bottom of the South Island where it's bitterly cold. But uh, yep. <laughs> So I trained there and then came to Australia and um, worked in freshwater ecology for a while at Chisholm Institute and then back into marine ecology. Um, so I've worked around that area for a while and then now just general environmental fields. So, yep. so that's my background there. But I, for a while, trained as a teacher and picked up media studies. And I thought, I better learn about the media. So that's where I came to 3CR and said, I want to get a job on the breakfast show so I can learn about media. <laughs> they gave me one. <laughs> and within a short time, probably just like the Art of the Blue too. It was pretty quick. Like They, they, they were always short of people at that time to do breakfast yeah. show because it was six in the morning from nine in the morning. Yeah, and <laughs> probably wasn't the prime time that it is now. And no, no. So you'd be up at five o'clock, get here at 5.30, get set up, yep. read the newspapers, get ready to do the front page, do all of that stuff. Yep. And then um, by nine o'clock, get ready to head across the road to Melissa's and eat Skip Spanakovita and drink <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Sure, many remember that as they're listening. I was just walking past there, it's still there. It's still, still there. The oh. still there yep. As much as the rest of uh, Smith Street has changed down this end, it's quite nice to have it same oh, as usual, I guess. Some things that just won't change, I think, in exactly. Melbourne, which is great. <laughs> yeah, it is great. So how about Jawbone? Is there anything coming up that our listeners should know about? Um, we've actually been trying a few things. Like We've done a lot of outdoor activity um, with cleanups and things like that, but... Um, Coming into winter, we realise that not many people want to go down there and have a swim, so yep. we've been looking at um, things we can do where we can get people inside and do something productive. Um, yep. Recently, we showed the brilliant film Melbourne Down Under, um, Sheree Maris's movie about what's in the bay, and yep. um, we had about nearly 70 people turn up to watch, watch wow. that. And um, while we were there, we asked people what li- they'd like to know more about and yep. did a bit of a survey there, and 
quite fascinating. Like a lot of people want to know about seagrass. They want to mm. know about the range of species in Jawbone. They want to see photographs from photographers at Jawbone. Um, and some people want to know what Parks Victoria are doing. So there's quite a range of things that are, people are interested in. So our next presentation is going to be um, Hugh Kirkman talking about seagrass in Jawbone and around the bay in general, as well as um, work he's still doing around the world. Like he's just come back from a trip to China advising the Chinese government on seagrass management. So um, he'll come and do a presentation about seagrass and about what it is. So I haven't got all the details here with me today, but if people want to know about it, they can email us at Jawbone Marine Sanctuary, all one word, at gmail.com, and we'll send the details out once we get those. Yep, and Jawbone Marine Sanctuary is down in Williamstown, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I sure thought everybody would know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just by the old um, driving range. It's the old rifle range. A rifle yeah, range, yeah, yeah. that's the one, sorry. That's one of the reasons it was set aside as a protected area, because for 110 years it was a rifle range, so very few people went in there. It's fishermen, fishing was banned there, although there were a couple of people who actually didn't get shot uh-huh. while they were poaching fish or taking wow. fish from the, um, the rifle range area. Not lethally, one in the arm, one in the leg, but um, <laughs> <laughs> still shot, but not so just, bad. Um, but that that did mean it was protected for a long time yep. in terms of the the uh, marine environment not being disturbed much. Um, so it's still really intact. Uh, mangroves in the basalt area, and it, it's quite a pretty little reserve. Really, it's worth going down there to have a look. Yeah, and there's also the Williamstown Wetlands Friends yeah, Group down yeah. there also. So whether you like to be in the water or out of the water watching the birds, there's a bit of everything. There's down There's always there. something to do down there. Yeah, absolutely, and it's, it's so close to Melbourne. It's a little oasis. Yeah, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Even for cleaning up, like we had a clean up day um, a couple of weeks ago, and Combined the the, the Jawbone Marine Sanctuary and the Willy Wetlands guys, and um, we had ninety three people turn up yep. for a five hour cleanup. Like it was always with these events, you think how many people are actually going to turn up? And <laughs> we just got swamped with all these people. And um, wow. the aim was to re- remove a lot of the microplastics from around the the Wader Beach area, which is yep. all seagrass with these tiny bits of plastic. And as one woman said, I could sit here in the same spot for an hour in the sunshine <laughs> and pick up litter and. Enjoy doing something really good, but at the same time know that there's still more in this place. So exactly right. It's quite phenomenal how much litter just does gather there, but um, it is a nice place to go and sit on the beach and collect rubbish a bit and watch the birds and be on the beach, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. But if you do email us, we can put you on the emailing uh, mailing list as well just to let you know what else is coming up. Yeah, and you've got a Facebook group as well. We have, yes. Um, if you do a search for Jawbone Marine Sanctuary Care, you'll find our Facebook page. It's yeah. not highly active, uh, <laughs> Too many old people in our group. Don't oh. know how it works. <laughs> get the young blood up. <laughs> We're getting there. We got a new committee last week of ten people, which is um, wow, that's fantastic. It's a brilliant move. Like we've been for years struggling to build the membership, and it's starting to really, really build now, and um, starting to focus more on a good science program for the next couple of years. So yeah, and Jawbone's such a hidden secret down there. Oh, it I'm is. Sure yeah, most yeah. people don't quite know it is there, but it's just behind the Williamstown High School. Well, even locals like we'll be down there doing something, and someone will come down and go. Are you allowed in here? I go, yeah. They go, it's a sanctuary. I go, yeah, that's what it's for. It's here for people. And they go, oh, exactly. I've lived here for 10 years. I've never come down here. Wow. And we'll encourage them to go in and have a swim. And they go, oh, yep. are you sure it's all right? Are we yep. really allowed to do this? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Sanctuary there is there to enjoy, not to keep you out. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. But I think they're just worried that it's it might be, you're not allowed to go and put because it's a protected area or there might be sharks in there or something. So yeah. when you talk to them about what's actually there, a lot of people say, I'll come down later and have a look. So yep. we do manage to encourage a lot of people to come down and have a swim, yeah. Yep, that's fantastic. Mm. Well, we're just going to jump to a song right now, Pete Murray with Saving Grace, and we'll be straight back with David Speller. Indigenous people in Australia and the Pacific have borne the brunt of nuclear testing. And this was not done unconsciously. We found documents in the British archives 
saying that, yes, there is uh, certain hazards, but only to primitive peoples, those that don't wear clothes and don't wash, unlike us British. So the sort of racism inherent in this whole operation was known and understood from the beginning that these were the casualties of a larger imperial policy and that they were able to bear the brunt because there were very small populations and didn't have much political voice. And as we fast forward to today, we see that same thing. 3CR, keeping you informed about Australia's nuclear past and present. At such a time, it's important to have a voice like 3CR, steady, constant, sane and committed to a nuclear-free Australia. You are listening to Out of the Blue on 3CR 855 AM. And I was joined this morning by David Speller, who is the creator of Out of the Blue. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning, David. I've definitely learned a lot about our history of Out of the Blue, and it's been great to hear about your fantastic work down at Jawbone as well. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's great to be back in the old studios here. We welcome back the anytime. birthplace of Out of the Blue. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. And thank you again for, you know, starting something that's a bit different and it's definitely lasted a long time. It always surprises me when I look back at how many years this program's been going that someone's still doing it. And yeah. uh, So thanks to all you guys too for actually sort of picking up what we started and making it run for this long because there has been a constant change of presenters here, but it's always when someone leaves, they find someone else to replace them and it just keeps on, just got a life of its own really, which is great. Exactly. And it's not always easy for scientists to be able to communicate to the general public, but... You know, we come in here and try and simplify some scientific uh, research and... Speak English, not Latin words. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the common words only. Yep. Yes. That's our fish. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a lot of university students um, not take over, but, you know, given the reins after you left out of the blue, is that right? Uh, it pretty much was. Um, we trained a couple of people to take over the show and they could, because they're at Melbourne Uni, they encourage other friends to come in and... Slowly, it sort of became a, a strongly connected show with the, with Melbourne Uni for some reason, but um, mm. that was never really the intention. It's just what happened over time, and, yeah. and it's good because there's a pretty good school there generating a whole lot of great marine biologists, and they're quite happy to come here and talk about fish. Yeah, absolutely. There's always time to talk about fish. Thank you there again, is. David, for joining me this morning. No worries. Thanks, Morgan. You have been listening to Out of the Blue on 3CR 855 AM. That's all we have time for today, but stick around for Out of the Pan coming up next. And this song is Alice in Chains with no excuses. Join us next week again for Out of the Blue.
lemonade cocktail followed by oyster liqueurs. Help Freesia support the rights of Indigenous Australians. They mean to save our culture and save our dreams, our footprints, dreams, our songline and keep our culture going strong. Of course, a lot of the Aboriginals, having been stolen, were put into state care and also others... The recognition were... of what our people have been through in the last 200 years, the recognition of our culture in the last 40,000 years and the recognition of where we are heading into the future. Welcome to uh, Survival Day, Invasion Day. 223 years ago, the white man landed on our shores. Subscribe to 3CR and help keep Indigenous voices on air. Call us on 94198377 or visit 3cr.org.au. Subscribe now. Want to keep your radio radical? Well, it's not too late to donate to 3CR's 40th birthday radiothon and we still need your support. Call 94198377 or visit our website at 3cr.org.au. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street in Fitzroy during our office hours to pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to PO Box 